Hey there, literary fans, and welcome to episode 96 of Jeff Reads His Book. I am your host, Jeff, and today we are reading chapter two of Powerless, a book I wrote in a month. So if you want to get in touch with me, head over to jeffreadshisbook.com. There's three ways right there, email, Twitter, and Mastodon, very exciting. Um, Other than that, uh, you can probably find me at my house. Or, you know, just walking around. Okay. Yeah. Uh, While you're at the website, though, you can't do this in person. Why not consider buying one of the books that are in this series? There's two for sale right there on the website. You can order them up. It'll help me pay for my microphone, which I still have not raised enough money to pay off. That's right, folks. It's $40. That's all I need. I'm at like... If I remove expenses, I'm at like negative $6 raised. So yeah, come on, buy some books. They're really bad. And then people will be like, oh, what are these books? I'd like to read it too. And then you could tell them to go buy their own fucking copy, right? Yes. All right. How's everybody doing today? Um, I don't have much going on. It's my usual Sunday recording time uh, just before lunch. Uh I had a little bit of a snafu trying to figure out what computer I was going to use to record on. I didn't really want to use my laptop because, you know, it was all the way upstairs. Oh, I had to go get it. But uh, I tried another computer. Fucking, I don't know. Didn't work. Didn't work. Didn't work. So here we are. We're back on the huge. Um, Yeah, that's all that's happening. We're deep into my laundry procedures for Sunday. And uh, wow, that is the excitement in my life. So why don't we just talk about what we're reading, because there ain't nothing going on here. And it's a good thing we're going to do this quick, because we're going to be reading chapter two of Powerless. This one comes in at a pretty hefty 186 lines. I feel like we didn't have too many of those in, uh, like, Homecoming. That one was, like, rapid-fire nonsense. So this one's a little longer. Uh, Hopefully we can get through it quick, because I'd like to go take a shower today at some point. But I, it's, yeah. Anyway, what what do we want to say about chapter two? Okay, I did scan through it. Uh, it looks like we're going to do some paperwork. Everybody loves paperwork. We're going to find out that maybe that's like the plot of the game, or the book, huh? Um, and, hmm, I think the real question here is that in 186 lines, will there be any magic? I am giving it a 50-50 chance chance here i'm not real sure didn't read it that closely so we're just gonna have to see uh i feel boring today sorry guys but we're just gonna read this chapter i'm sure it's terrible and we're all gonna laugh a lot so why don't we just dive in to chapter two so for today's episode i'm going to be sipping on a nice home pour glass of buffalo trace Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Oh, Buffalo Trace, as I've mentioned, my favorite. I'm still working on that handle I bought uh, last week, before last podcast, so it's over seven days old. I mean, we're probably at 10, so I guess that's good that I didn't finish a handle of whiskey in 10 days, Um, but I've been taking it slow because I really do cherish this one. Yeah. Oh my God, that's good, right? Okay. Hope you guys are drinking along at home, unless you're in a car. But if you've already made it to work, feel free to drink along. Okay. 
Let's see. What are we doing here? <laughs> the main road in Schiffville looked much the same as others Margot had seen over the years, because the author didn't want to write any setting, I'm guessing. Ugh. The buildings along the main road were wooden and brightly painted. But, <sighs> I hate when I do this, but all right. Um, I, I mean, I guess I don't know what to say about a stupid village in this storyline. Oh, God. All right, I'm interrupting too much. Let's let's try this again. The main road in Schiffville looked much the same as others Margot had seen over the years. The buildings along the main road were wooden and brightly painted, most having a second story under their peaked, sloped roofs. Roofs? 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 A pair of inns dwarfed many of the buildings, but a few merchants had sizable establishments. Probably got a Macy's. Home of various homes of various styles and sizes could be seen down side streets leading away from the thoroughfare. As they walked, Margot felt tense. She was looking for any signs of magistrates, men, or soldiers anywhere along the street. When her head turned towards Henry, he showed no signs of worry, smiling and examining his surroundings as if looking for something interesting. I don't see any sign of them, Margot whispered. Why are you whispering, Henry asked boisterously, earning some glances from other pedestrians on the street. Margot shook her head and continued to survey the little town, furious at her companion. They had progressed nearly halfway down the street, and nothing had struck her as odd. Oh, I think that's what we're looking for, Henry said, su suddenly said, pointing down the street to their left. I felt like it was going to be the right, but okay. Um, boop, 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 boop. Uh, what? Margot asked. <laughs> Sorry, I lost my place because I was making a directional comment. What? Margot asked, her head trying to follow his pointing finger. Which is rude. That cart with the wooden grates, he, crate, he explained. All the crates have little crows on them. Oh, and those guys look, and those guys are bringing them into that building. Margot looked around quickly, asking, Should we find somewhere to set up a surveillance post? Wow, that sounds boring. She didn't want to be seen out in the open. No, Henry replied calmly. My plan is to walk right up and see what's happening. But they'll know we're here, she responded. I'm having trouble reading today. I think this wire is in my way. Goddamn wires. Okay. But they'll know we're here, she responded. They don't know who we are. We'll just lie. His plan did nothing to assuage her concerns. Drinking break. Mm. What do you think? Assuage? That's a big word. All right. Um, let's keep going, right? When the pair approached the building, Henry could see a new sign resting against the wall, waiting to be hung, featuring the black crow of the magistrates. He concluded that they must be setting up an office or outpost or something similar. He stopped in front to look, watching teenage boys attempt to heft the crates out of the cart. A disinterested soldier in all red stood against the wall by the door, eating some sort of shelled nuts. Does that mean they have their shells? Shelled makes me think he, the shells are off them, right? Right? I don't know. Right into the show, jeffreydisbook.com.
Uh, I I have an idea. I have an idea. I got to write a discussion question. That's how this podcast works, folks. Uh, Okay, let's go. Um, The soldier finally glanced up at the pair before returning to his snack. There will be no trouble, I expect, correct? He asked. Henry looked at Margot, who stood tense as if ready to fight. Turning his attention to the guard, he replied, Oh no, I doubt it. I just have to take some measurements. The guard looked up again. Measurements, he asked. Margot leaned in and whispered, Measurements to him as well. Probably not, like, subtle doing that in front of the... Whatever. Henry sighed, partly to show... Henry sighed, partly for show for the guard, but partly out of frustration towards Margot. I sent word I would be here before evening, Henry continued. I'll need to know how much paint to bring in, so I need measurements. I'm not just mixing up an unlimited amount. I wasn't told about any of this, the guard said, still seemingly disinterested. Henry thought that was definitely to his benefit. Obviously not, he countered in mock exasperation. Hopefully the rooms are still relatively clear, he stated, starting towards the door. The guard finally stood straight and held out a hand to stop him. You can't go in there. I'll need to get approval, he said sternly. Oh, for crying out loud, I just need to measure the interior, Henry said, shaking his head. I mean, does he have anything for measure? Eh, whatever. If I don't get this done by, done today, we won't get this place painted until the middle of next week. When do you expect to be fully operational? The guard hesitated. No, we're supposed to be operational by Monday. Okay, then let me get measurements, Henry said in an annoyed voice. The guard lowered his hand, and the pair strolled inside. Uh, I guess this, is, this must be a drinking break. This chapter has been edited for your listening pleasure, so. All right, drinking break. All right. Hmm. I feel like I need a lot for this. Oh, well. Well, that was impressive, Margot said, looking at Henry with respect. It's like a Jedi mind trick, Henry replied. A what? Margot asked, baffled. It's from a movie. Remember when I explained movies being like a play, but just pictures, he said? Margot nodded, remembering him mentioning something about that concept. She only had a vague idea what he was saying. Remember, Margot's never been to the world of science. They don't have movies. Blah, blah, blah. So in this movie, a Jedi, a sort of wizard, is trying to get Luke Skywalker off the planet Tatooine, he started. Is Tatooine near New York? Margot asked just to bother him. What? No, it's fictional, Henry explained. I thought you were from New York, Margot teased. No, Tatooine is fictional, and they need to take a spaceship, Henry tried to continue flustered. I don't think we have time for this, Margot said calmly. Margot calmly said. I feel like, all right. Do you guys like when I put in, like, uh, Henry talking about, like, Star Wars? Ugh. I mean, the worst part about it, I guess it's a, it is a Jedi mind trick, but it's not like a deep cut from Star Wars. It's very uh, shallow. So it makes me seem like I only know very little about Star Wars, which I guess is moderately accurate. I think so. Okay. I, I hang around with one-time host Glenn, uh, quite a bit, and, um, well, two-time host Glenn, right? But, uh, yeah, I, uh, he knows way more about Star Wars. It freaks me out sometimes, but, anywho, okay. Um, no, Tatooine is fixed. Okay. I don't think we have time for this, Margot calmly said, and began looking around the interior. When one of the movers came bounding down the steps, 
He saw them and stated, Almost done with the small ones. Boy, those are heavy. Could you please try to bring in the two largest crates next? We really can't. We really like them. What the hell? Okay, I gotta read this again. Could you please try to bring in the two largest crates next? We'd really like them inside just... uh, Try third time, third time. Could you please try to bring in the two largest crates next? We'd really like them inside soon, just to start with some organizing. You can leave them both here in this room, she explained. The boy's smile faded, probably from thinking about moving the larger crates, Margot guessed. You think? (laughs) Of course, my lady, he replied and dutifully left. Outside, she heard him gather the others to move the large boxes. Upstairs, Margot said, grabbing Henry's arm. Margot led the way, and she heard Henry follow quickly behind her. The room was full of smaller wooden boxes stacked hastily in the exact way one would expect teenagers to do. Did they have, like... Did they always have to use, like, wooden crates back in, like, um... Like, medieval times? All right, like, you know... Well, if you work in accounts receivable for, you know, some minor duke in Mercia, um, are you putting, like, all your paperwork in... I guess they used scrolls, didn't they? But, like, how do you transport them? Or, you know, when they go down to storage, because they're greater than seven years old, you don't need those records anymore. Uh, But, I mean, you can't destroy them, right? Anyway, I don't know. What, what, do they use wooden boxes all the time? I guess they wouldn't have, like, a cardboard equivalent. It seems interesting. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's not actually interesting, I guess. <laughs> mm. I need some uh, whiskey there. The room was full of smaller boxes, hastily stacked hastily in exact way one expect teenagers to do. Margot went to the nearest and unlatched the top. She pulled out a sheet of paper and scowled. Ugh, tax forms. That's right, folks, paperwork. Looks, look for something interesting, she suggested to Henry, moving to another box. She was amazed at the level of bureaucracy the magistrates could manifest in the relative... All right, let's try that again. She was amazed at the level of bureaucracy the magistrates could manifest in their relatively short time in power. I'm amazed that I wrote a book about fucking paperwork. She encountered applications for licenses of various types. Who is bored? I'm so bored. We might want to just skip ahead like 400 lines. <laughs> um, uh, does it matter where I was? Uh, templates for land deeds and blank letterhead. Finally opened a box containing what appeared to be wanted posters, among other files that seemed less notable. Figuring she'd find time later, she grabbed the folders, shut the box. I think we're missing an and shut the box. <laughs> Look at these, Henry said from across the room. <laughs> I hope it's somebody's vacation photos, because that would be more interesting. When Margot looked at him, he had a curious expression as he read an innocuous-looking form. Up, oh, that's disappointing. She walked quickly across the room, the wo- across the wooden floorboards to his side, still carrying the folder she had snatched. Oh, I gotta apologize. This book is bad. Whew, Jesus Christ, stinkeroo. We're trying to get through this quick because it's so dull. He- and I mean the whole book. Henry handed her the paper he held and grabbed another for himself from the 
box of papers at his feet. Papers, papers, papers. Margot inspected the heading across the top. Department of Magri... God damn it. Department of Magical Licensure and Control was the phrase... Was a phrase she had never encountered. Beneath that was Form MZ88, followed by Registration as a Magic Possessor or Practitioner... Form was laden with questions about magical abilities, heritage, and identity. The form ended in a signature block that seemed extremely overbearing. (sighs) I'm going to read the signature block. I hereby swear to abide by the regulations of the magistrates, practice magic in only approved situations, to submit to any questioning or request by magistrates or their duly appointed representatives, and to report any unlicensed magical practices or entities at once. Wow. Who is psyched for this book? God damn. I'm really down on this book, but I knew this was going to be a terrible section. So, yeah, tough cookies, huh? Oof. All right. Mm. There's gaps around the signature block, so I'm having some whiskey. Mm. It's so good. All right. Wow, they want everybody. Okay, didn't read that right either. Wow, they want everyone with any magical ability to register with them, Margot said. Yeah, that's some serious tracking, Henry agreed, like a, in surprise, like a, I don't know, I was going to say liberal douchebag, but I kind of get scared of tracking as well. (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) Cursing and a thud reminded Margot about the movers downstairs. What do you think, two men in a cart? Well, they had multiple teenagers, so this is clearly like somebody's dad gave them this job, and they're probably making good money, but only good money for teenagers. One of them will probably like hurt his ankle, and then he won't be able to play um, on what 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 sport do they have in the magical world? Hmm. Well, he's going to be injured for the next match. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, let me see. I, I You can't say Quidditch, because that's, like, copyrighted. Although we already did talk about Jedi, so we're probably going to get sued for this episode anyway. Mm. Mm. Sorry, more whiskey. I'm abusing it right now. But what's new? Am I right, folks? Okay. Let's see. Taking Henry's copy before... All right, we were there. Um... No, we weren't there. Cursing the Thundermind movies downstairs. Taking Henry's copy of the form as well... She dropped them into the wanted folder and reached out her hand with the folder into her personal closet, the odd interdimensional, she guessed, space that she and only she could access whenever she wanted. Thinking quickly, she pulled a notebook and pencil back out and handed them to Henry. Does everybody remember Margot can hide stuff in the middle of nowhere? Okay, good. Write some numbers or whatever, she instructed, heading to the stairs. Think we've been inside long enough. Walking down the stairs to the first floor, she passed by the moving boys with indifference, passing quickly back out into the open air. The guard stood at the door, still eating his snack. Does everybody remember it was nuts? Shelled nuts, which I'm still not sure. Do they have like a shelling machine or do they like use magic or slave labor? I don't know. Uh, The guard stood at the door still eating a snack, and he took little notice of her or Henry's arrival back out on the street. Thinking quickly, she turned and asked, Where are the others staying this evening? The guard looked up confused, and she pressed, You can't be the only one here. No, the mages are staying at the Green Pumpkin. Ooh, that's a nice name for an inn. Okay, but you'll want to speak with Gherkin 
who's a pickle, apparently, who is camping with the soldiers outside the town until the barracks are ready. We'll speak with the mages, thank you, she said. They tend to get things done faster. The guard shugged. (laughs) Suit yourself, lady, and returned to his nuts. Drinking break! I bet you thought that would be the end of the chapter, because that would have been some sweet relief from this book. (laughs) Mm. Henry entered the Green Pumpkin, again, great name for an inn, uh, first and waited for his eyes to adjust to the dim interior lighting. Yeah, probably got fluorescence up in there, maybe, or... hmm. I don't know. Is that a light bulb joke? Is there something there? I I feel like there isn't. Uh, Let's try again. Let's try again. Uh, To to the dim interior lighting. Um, 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 Let's see. Uh, I can't think of a joke. Fuck! You know, I'm trying to go with, like, uh, something illegal happening here. Well, that's not funny. That's probably just a fact. Uh... And bars are always dark. Probably, they probably have um, insufficient cleaning techniques, huh? There we go. Don't want anybody to see the sticky tables. All right, although you'd feel them, which that always baffled me about not keeping your bar clean. Anyway, two tables were populated entirely by red-caped magistrates, mages, and their entourage. But there was hardly anyone else present at this early hour. Oh, I think it's like afternoon, because they walked for like half a day to get here. (sighs) Normally, he would worry about being noticed, but the group seemed to be a few rounds into their afternoon drinking. On the job, good for them. All right, I'll grab a table. You get us something to drink, Margot said from behind his left shoulder quietly. Don't get a room here, though. We'll We'll try the other inn for that. Henry nodded and walked up to the bar. The woman behind the counter approached, wiping her hands on a towel. What'll you two have? Two ales, please, he said, and he turned to watch the mages as she left to fill the order. None of them had taken notice of him. Hearing the two mugs hit the bar behind him, he turned to face the bartender and dropped three coins on the bar. That seems cheap. Maybe it's one coin each for each drink, and then the third coin's tip. Let's hope he's a big tipper, right? I feel like he would be. Anyway. Uh, How long have they been here, he asked her. Two days now, she replied. They don't seem to have much to do, but the man in charge, or the man with the money, I suppose, said they'll be busy tomorrow. Guess they were waiting on a delivery. I think I saw that up the street, Henry recalled. You're not mad they're here? Why should I be? They pay well, she replied. Didn't they get up to something far out west, Henry asked, referring to the magistrate's experimentation with a relic that had imprisoned imprisoned villagers in a magic crystal. That is a mad callback from Offworlder, am I right? Okay. Yeah, we heard all about that, she said, nodding. Some rogue mages made off with a magic stone and wiped out two entire villages. But the magistrates were able to capture those criminals. She shrugged and walked away. Henry grabbed the drinks and searched out Margot, still shocked by what the bartender said. Drinking break! Mm, I'm almost done with this. I don't know if anybody remembers, but uh, Henry and Margot were the ones that stopped those bad guys. And they were on official business, not rogues. Okay. 
Rogues. Rogue One. That's another Star Wars reference. Is that something? How can I work that? I don't think it's something. Okay. Margot could see that Henry was troubled by something when he sat down across from her. He seemed to be mulling something in his head. Probably, um, apple cider. Wine? Apple cider? Can you mull apple cider? I think you mull apple cider. Whatever. But he was silent. My jokes are not hitting today. Am I right? Okay. What? She asked simply. I'll have to tell you later, he said, shaking his head and staring at his beer. Grabbing the handle, he picked up the mug and took three large gulps before slamming it onto the table. Okay, Margot said, trailing off and turning her attention back to the tables of full of red-cloaked men and women. Although she hoped to learn something interesting or useful, their banter seemed pointless. I think we should leave soon, Henry said, grabbing her attention back. Not yet. Maybe we can learn what they're up to and how to drive them out. They're setting up an office, and I don't think people really want them to leave, Henry said, before returning to chugging his drink. Margot looked at him confused. What do you mean by that last part? I mean what I said, he replied somewhat tersely. Let's just get out of this inn and somewhere with fewer of these, he waved at the table absently, whatever, around. And that ends chapter two. Well, nobody could probably notice unless I said something, but uh, it's currently two days later from when I just stopped reading this book. That's right. I had so much despair over how dumb that chapter was that I had to take a break from the podcast. No, I just, I was busy. What are you going to do? Yeah, it, like I was saying while I was reading, I needed to go take a shower. Sundays are hard. You know what I'm saying. So right now it's Tuesday afternoon. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what we just read, right? Uh, well, I guess I called it No Magic in Chapter 2 either. What I said it was going to be 50-50. I mean, that might have been giving me something. So that was a pretty dull chapter. There was paperwork, though. That's always nice that we get forms, you know, to fill out prior to actually seeing any magic in this uh so-called fantasy novel? I don't know. It's a little disappointing, but god damn, I, ugh, you guys must think I am like the most boring person ever. I just walk around talking about like uh, tax forms, which actually I guess I do, um, or what other forms are there? I don't know. I don't, I don't do anything. I guess maybe that's what I feel like I'm missing out in life, is I don't have enough forms. That might be it. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. And what do you think of, like, so they ship, we talked about it a little bit, how they wouldn't have, like, the equivalent of cardboard in, like, medieval times. So having to store paper, like a stack or pile of paper in a wooden box, how much weight does that add? Jesus Christ. Maybe they could use, like, tin or something like that. That'd still be lighter. Don't you think? I would use tin. I would use tin. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so the, okay, so the chapter ended. Henry was mad. He was a little upset. Uh, that apparently his saving the world in Offworlder has gone completely forgotten. Gone forgotten? It's been forgotten by everybody. And uh, yet somebody else claimed credit for it. That's, you know what, you gotta say, that is smart propaganda by the current acting government, the magistrates. Very impressive to take credit for... Uh, what do you want to say? Ending the horrible things they were doing, I guess? Yeah. 
That's smart. That's smart. Got to give it to him, Henry, right? He's pretty pissed, though. I wonder if, though, is he mad that people think the magistrates did it and that's a bad thing? Like, is uh, is he angry that people now trust the magistrates? Or is he angry that he isn't getting credit? Ooh, I'm not sure. Right into the show, jeffreadsisbook.com. That would have been like a legitimate discussion question. Yet I didn't ask it. Because I have two other ones that are much worse. Okay. Question one, when they get to this great, exciting new outpost where all these magical forces are going to set up a uh, filing department, um, the guard's eating some nuts outside. I don't know what kind of nuts isn't really discussed, but uh, question one, uh, what's a good nut you can suggest that I should try eating, huh? I mean, I've had the common ones and, like, candied ones. They're fine. And everybody likes the mixed nuts. Is there something I'm missing, though, in life? I do like, like, the uh, pistachios. I mean, who doesn't like pistachios? They might be one of my favorites, if not my favorite. Um, You can also suggest uh, peanut varieties, even though they're a legume. But, yeah, send in some ideas about what I should be eating as far as nuts go, okay? And nothing lewd. I mean, you could be lewd. I don't care. Nobody writes into the show anyway. It doesn't matter. Nobody goes to jeffreadsisbook.com to contact me. Yeah. Uh, second question. Okay. They claim they're going in to measure for paint. Have you ever in your life measured for paint? I know I haven't. I, that is a fucking fact. I've made guesses that, like, uh, I was doing a bathroom ceiling once, and I said I could probably get by with a pint. That's about the closest I've come to measuring. I think it's probably because paint is just, it's easy to come by, right? You could just go to the hardware store and get another gallon made up. I mean, well, I guess I don't live far from a hardware store. And I always tend to lean towards getting too much because at some point it's going to get all fucked up and I'll need to repaint it, right? I guess. I don't know. I've just never... Never, 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 like, measured for how much paint I need. I just look at the room, like, I think a gallon will pull it off. And then when I only paint a quarter of the room with it, I go and get another two gallons. Or when I need to make three more coats, because we chose too dark a paint and everything's showing through. And I buy the cheapest possible rollers that you can get. And they don't do well with coverage and blah, 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 all that shit. I don't know. Do you think they have magic paint in the world of magic or like a magic way to apply paint? Like we can get those Wagner power sprayers in the world of science. Do they have a magical equivalent? I don't know. I don't know. I bet the uh, Flintstones did, right? Because they could use that one of those like miniature like elephant mammoth looking uh, dinosaurs to just spray paint all over their house. Yeah. And you know, like Fred would do a bad job because then... um, who the hell's he? Wilmo? We get mad at him? Ugh. Why do I know these things about... I don't know. The, the, the Flintstone sucks. Okay, those were my two questions. I don't have anything else to say today. I just thought I'd stop in, end this podcast with like a four-minute rant, but we're done now. Isn't that exciting? Uh, I'm going to be back next week with another chapter, but uh, you should hit me up beforehand and write to me. Go over to jeffreadshisbook.com. There you can hit me up on email. It's Jeff at rainbow-100.com or you can hit me up on Mastodon at jeff at toot t-o-o-t toot dot rainbow-100.com or 
you can hit me up on Twitter at Fortran Jeff. It has been a long time since I got feedback. So right into the show, right? Come on, folks. It's a good time. And, uh, you know, that about wraps up this episode. It was a lot quicker than I thought it would be. I really did rush through that chapter, I think, reading it. And I think you could tell because I kept stumbling over my sentences. That was a bad reading chapter, let's be honest. But I, I'm a little surprised it was still fitting in like 28 minutes before I started recording this nonsense at the end. I don't know. I guess I have to read slower. I think some of my fast talk in Massachusetts accent probably popped out and I flew through it as quick as possible. Anyway, that about does it. So uh, I guess I'm going to go do some work or something. It's a freaking Tuesday. I probably should. So until next time, keep on reading. (laughs) 